0: to celebrating our food and telling stories of it. I am Sophie, your host and producer, and this is Our Food Stories, a podcast for us and by us. Episode 23. When you look at your food, do you think of the journey it takes to end up on your plate? Today's story is about an endangered wild cucumber. On top of demonstrating how the cucumber was harvested and prepared, Special guest Ismail tells us the challenges foods like this cucumber face, particularly with the commercialization of agriculture as communities try to preserve and consume their food. I know you will gain a lot of insight from this story. My
1: name is Ismail Hassan. I'm an raised I born from from Gulu town. Uh, the story I would like to share is about a sp- very special supplementary food that we used to eat as we were growing up. And actually it's it's a diet uh, that never missed out with uh, Sim Sim. It's called Obawakwe. Obawakwe is a, uh, is, it's, it's, it's a cucumber that usually grows, was planted in every actually homestead or else it's, uh, it's grown in the wild. You can either go and harvest it in a while. As we were young, we could go bird hunting. So when you go there, we gather some some of the oboroquays and we bring it. It's a vining plant. Uh, it does it does grow like the melon, but very small. You can even harvest it and eat it from the garden. So when it's ripe or it's matured, it turns yellow. Now that's when it's uh, it's cut and in, uh, cut into slices with the seeds extracted. Then they're cut is dried when it's dried that's when it's used for preparation for food so my grandmom could uh, peel it and uh, dry it like chop the chop the cucumber and then dry it when it's dried uh she would prepare it with uh let's say if she's making uh f- smoked fish pasted she would uh, should first uh, boil the fish almost ready then she puts the baroque there when she puts the baroque in then later on, she adds simsim, that simsim paste—not literally simsim as a seed, but simsim paste. She adds in there, and when she adds in, it makes a very, very, very thick stew. And our simsim mainly was from raw simsim. They could just grind it, and uh, pound it, and put it there, mix it with a with a dish to make food. And then it would be served with uh, with sweet potatoes, or millet bread. Why is this uh, food uh, very special to me? Because uh, I remember every memory that uh, when you used to. When we ever go home, let's say during school times or holidays, the meal was served. Uh, the meal was served with a complement of stories. You know, our grandmother could tell us stories about their past, how they survived the multiple insurgencies. and it was also a time whereby they shared uh, most of the ancient wisdom about uh, ancient um, ancient actually medicinal plants that uh, slowly vanishing they also share stories about how they they were raised as teenagers uh the things that they did to avoid temptation as young you know as 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 youths and as teenagers we go a lot of temptation and those were tools that they used uh, to cultivate discipline and morals in us but it quite, it's quite—it's quite challenging to note that uh, the world is changing, and such a plant, such a plant of foodstuff, has become a luxury. Even the supplementary, like the simsim that they would use to complement their food, has also become luxury. Only few homesteads afford, while quite a number of people just plant, let's say, the simsim for sale, so making it as one of the ingredients that's missing on the food. But then even other ingredients that they add in was the shea butter uh, it's it would be it would be roasted then grounded to make butter that would have as food but even the shea butter itself has become has become luxury only those that are, only those few that can afford literally afford it and uh, one of uh, one of the greatest challenge to this is uh, one is commercialization of agriculture where people where people just plant food for sale, yet in the past uh, food was basically planted in a subsistence model that was cultivated on the basis to sustain families, uh, to sustain communities, and to sustain uh, homesteads. But with the advance of commercial agriculture, large acreages of land is being cleared where some of these plants uh, grew up wild. You know, if I tell you wild, it's wild. They grew up wild without any, any disturbance.
0: Interrupting your listening for a little bit. Did you know that you can send in your food story? Yes, that's right. If listening to this podcast has inspired you to relieve some of your favorite food memories, you can send those stories and be part of our food stories. Just send an email to Uganda at gmail.com to get more details. This call is for Ugandans for now, but if you enjoy these stories as much as we have enjoyed bringing them to you, you can leave a testimonial or a rating on your favorite listening platforms. Now back to the story.
1: Then, two is a uh the capitalism state of uh, our lifestyle right now many of the properties uh, or many of the lands in the north is being sold people have learned the value of money and because of that all the wild fruits that also on the land are slowly slowly vanishing because of uh, the use of uh, uh, commercial pesticides fertilizers which is created imbalance on the land third as well in regards to the other ingredient that is used to supplement the food, the shea butter. Shea butter trees are facing th- threats of, arising from environmental degradation, uh, land use pattern, uh, and increased demand for charcoal. This is the biggest threat. People are cutting down the shea nut trees. Vis-a-vis understanding the economic values of the Nylotica shea shea nut trees in the region. So uh, if you look at it, it's a connection of dots. One one food item cannot be perfectly made without the other. It's a chain. One ingredients, the absence of one ingredients make the other food incomplete. That's uh, that's that's the biggest challenge. But however, with a team that I'm currently uh, working with in West Nile, especially in the region of Yumbe district and the zones, we are harnessing the capacity of communities to conserve uh, the Nilotic Ashianat trees through fair trade policy. We have realised there's a there's a lot of exploitation that's going on with other actors in the industry or in the nut value chain. What they usually do is that uh, when they come to a site where where the nut trees is, they pay the communities peanut. Uh, let's say right now a kilo of a kilo of that costs between 800 to 1,200 shillings. But these communities are uh, being paid between 800 shillings, 800 shillings per kilo. Now, uh, the shea nuts and Natural Oils Conservation Limited does pay them at least 100, uh, 1,500 shilling. That is per kilogram, which is more different from the other actors. So in this regards, um, we also move out and do. Uh, outreach uh, outreach uh, uh, sensitization of the communities especially those within the reach so that um, we continuously empower them with this basic knowledge and also help them establish collection points that we source from it's also rare to find any meal that has a complement of sutucamba like i would said in my previous recordings is that uh, Because of environmental degradation and commercialization of agriculture, then an increased use of pesticides, many of these plants that complement the, the, the delicacy are vanishing.
0: Thank you, Ismail, for sharing so much with us, especially some of the factors affecting how we eat and preserve our food and traditions. In his own words, Ismail tells us more about his work and how you can get involved.
1: I'm also an environmentalist with passion for sustainable agriculture, biodiversity conservation, and a digital marketing as well for Shear Nuts and Natural Oats Conservation Limited, that specifically deals in the production and sales of uh, cold press Nihilotika Shear Butter based in uh, Midigo, a town council in Yumbe district. The cold-pressed shea butter from uh, from East Africa, especially Uganda and southern Sudan regions, are the best uh, in in the world and in the market uh, because of its um, properties. Then it's uh, it's easy it easily dissolves in the body. Then the then the vitamin-rich complement that it has Uh, that makes it uh, very good, ideal for your skin care products, maybe and food as well. So maybe in the near future, uh, some persons can come and. Maybe bye and uh, be part of it. Maybe you'll get some partners to partner with us so that we can roll out more to enhance conservation of the Shena trees.
0: I will leave his contact details in this episode notes so that you can reach out and partner with him. Remember, if you have a delicious food story that is very dear to your heart and you would like to share it on this podcast, you can reach out to me via email at a kitchen in Uganda at gmail.com or on Instagram at a kitchen in Uganda. Don't forget to share the podcast with other listeners, to leave a review or a rating, and to comment on your favorite stories wherever you listen. See you in the next episode. Episode
1: 23.